Hey guys, I pray you're having just an incredible day. I got good news for you. The good news is this, God is for us. God is with us and God is in us. And even in the midst of uncertainty and adversity, I can promise you our God is faithful and our God is dependable. Uh, let me say this to you. I've heard a variety of comments over the last weeks. I want to say this. I do not believe that God caused this virus, but I do believe that God is going to use this, this virus, this time, not only of what's happening locally, nationally, globally, I believe he's going to use it for his glory. I've had people ask me over the last weeks, why are you guys deciding to do online only on Sunday? And I can tell you this, believe me, it was not an easy decision. But I can promise you that this decision was not based out of fear, but it was based out of love. We believe that love is mindful, love is considerate, and love is mindful of those around us in such a way that we don't want to do anything to inflict harm on others. Our working definition here of love is doing that which is most redemptive for our neighbor. So we have decided to do online only for a few weeks because of love. We love our people. 1 John 4 verse 18 says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-seeking, and love never dishonors others. Also, let me say this as we get into our uh, teaching and encouraging time here today. The church is not a building. Even God would tell us throughout the pages of Scripture that he does not dwell in buildings made with bricks and sticks. The church are the people. The church are the people that have been redeemed by the Lord and I believe it is time for the church to be the, the church. I believe it's time for the church, the ecclesia, to rise up and to be salt and light in a world right now that is struggling with just so much fear, panic, anxiety, and worry. I believe we have the opportunity to shine bright for the glory of God. Now, as I've been pondering this, uh, this coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, I can promise you, I am no expert in the medical space. I'm no expert when it comes to uh, what this coronavirus is capable of doing. But I do know that there's incredible medical minds out there and people that are studying and researching uh, the possible harm and effects uh, that have great concern. And because of that, with Dustin and Nick and Steve and Rick and Ronnie and our staff here, We've tried to do everything we can uh, to be very uh, considerate. One thing I do believe, I do believe that God is going to allow this to be used as a huge opportunity in the midst of crisis for us to be uh, extending the love and grace of the gospel to those around us. Now, let me say this. We love our people. We pride ourselves, if you will, here at the Cross Loganville with this. We love community. We love seeing people get together. We love doing life in circles. We love doing life together. And this is so hard for us because one of the things that's so dear is the proximity 
of fellowship as we hang out day after day, week after week with others. And man, this is so hard for us. And we know it's hard for you. But know that we love you and the decision uh, that we've made to do online only for a short period of time is motivated out of love. We miss you guys. We want to get back together. We want to fellowship. We want to worship. We want to word out together. We want to share communion together. But for just this window of time, we're trying to be as wise as we can. Now, that being said, I believe that it is absolutely crucial and essential that the body of Christ and the believer and follower of Jesus, man, it's time for us to tame our fears and tame our worry and anxiety in regards to dealing with this corona COVID-19. Here's what I know. Fear creates a restless soul. And when we are restless, we're prone to panic. And we're prone to assume worst case scenario. And reality is, oftentimes we do it uh, really to protect ourselves. Fear ultimately prevents us from trusting God and loving our neighbor. And God repeatedly throughout the pages of scripture, he tells us, fear not, do not be afraid. I mean, this passage or this kind of thinking is repeated throughout the pages of scripture. And the reason why is fear cripples. And we're no longer slaves to fear. We belong to the king. The worst thing that can happen to a, a person on the planet is die and go to hell. The best thing that can happen to a person is to know Christ and to walk in abundant life and to have eternal life. The best thing that can happen to us is that we're going to walk in the presence and power of the Lord today. And if he chooses to take us, I mean, praise God, we're going to be with him forever. So he hasn't called us to live by fear. So rather than panicking, I invite you to trust God. Trust God with all your heart. Press into him. Don't lean on your own understanding. Even Jesus said, man, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And so our God is not a God of chaos. Our God is not a God of confusion. Our God is a God of peace. Now, I've heard people uh, say, hey, man, well, we, we just got to live by faith. Oftentimes, people will define faith as reckless behavior. He's not calling us to be reckless in this. We've got to be mindful of our neighbor. Let me tell you this. Steve Trailer sent me a text last night, and Steve informed me, hey, man, my cousin who is 72 years old and his wife both are hospitalized right now with the corona. Uh, they're in northwest Georgia. And he says they plus six other people were at a funeral and they got infected there. And so we know that the older population, we, we want to protect our people. My mom and dad are still living. All of our staff pretty much, uh, minus Steve, their parents are still alive. So Dustin, we have to be wise with how we go about doing this. We don't want to uh, bring harm to anyone around us. And so we want to have concern. We want to give this attention and focus, but we don't want to live in fear where we're irrational and just, uh, man, just, just totally overwhelmed uh, like so much of the world is right now. We, we, we know this. Fear-based decisions uh, really start to create idolatry, but you see anxiety and panic. And for, even from a medical standpoint, Fear weakens the immune system. We want our system and bodies as strong as we can be right now. Fear ultimately will start to lead people to depression. God 
is with us. God is for us. God, for the believer, is in us. And so he desires to lead us through this. One of my favorite verses, memorized it years ago, but when Paul was writing to Timothy, he said, Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. He's given us a spirit of power and love and proper discipline to do life, and let us walk in that today. Even Paul would write in second, uh, in Philippians chapter 4, he would say, hey, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I'm going to come back to that verse in a bit, but I encourage you to contemplate, memorize these two verses right here, 2 Timothy 1.7, Philippians 4.6. Oh, I, I, I'm telling you, years ago when I first came to faith in Christ, I was at a, uh, I was at a Bible study in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. This is 1988. I came to faith in Christ in 85, and a guy was speaking at that study that day, and he said, if you're ever in a fix, turn to Philippians 4, 6. And I wrote that down because I'm like, man, I get into a fix at times. Things start kind of compounding in my life, and I, I'm like, man, I want to walk in faith. Now, the word worry, we've talked about this in the past. It means to knot up. It means to tie up. It means to strangle. It will suffocate the life out of you. And you've got to stop and ask yourself the question, are you knotted up right now? Do you feel tied up right now? Uh, worry will cripple the mind. Worry creates paralysis inside the soul. Worry is opposed to faith. It robs us of peace. It physically wears us out. It will make you sick. And worry is basically doing the devil's work for him. Oh, I don't want to do that. I want to stay away from that. And uh, as we continue to think through it, worry really at its fundamental uh, definition is, is a sign of saying, I don't trust God. I don't believe God's going to take care of me. I mean, it's a form of practical atheism where you're saying, if there is a God, I, I don't even know if there is, but I'm not sure he really wants to take care of me. Here, here's a fundamental thing for us. And we truly believe this. Uh, we believe that who you belong to will determine how you're cared for. And we believe that your focus will determine your freedom. So who I belong to will determine how I'm cared for. And for some of you watching this, you're not a believer. You've never surrendered to Christ. And you don't have confidence and hope and assurance that anybody is taking care of you. Let me encourage you, because many of our friends will share this on their Facebook pages and other places. And th they're reaching out to a world that is flooded with panic and fear right now. Let me encourage you that there is a God that loves you. There is a God that's for you. And there is a God that is inviting you to come and trust him and surrender to him. That you would repent and say, God, I can't do it on my own. I can't handle the pressures and pain and, and the chaos inside my soul right now. I would encourage you, hey, surrender to Christ. And even for the believer... I encourage you, press in to the Lord. Press in deeper because worry at, at its root is, is just an assault and slander against the character of God. And God is inviting us to say, hey, I will lead you. I will care for you. Now, let, let, me, let me read you a quote. And I find this quote very uh, essential right now with where we're at, okay? Martin Luther, he was the great reformer. He know the 95 Thesis to... Uh, the church door back in 1517, and he's 
regarded as the great reformer. He started, if you will, the Reformation movement. But Luther was dealing with crisis even in his day. And uh, he was dealing with the black uh, death plague. And he shared these wise words back in the 1500s that I believe can help us in our approach with what's going on in the world today. Listen to what Luther said. He said, I shall ask God in his mercy to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air. I will administer medicine and even take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated or even to inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God would wish to take me, he will find me, but I will know I have done what he has expected of me, and so I am not responsible either for my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but I will go freely, as stated above. This is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brash nor foolish, and it does not tempt God. I was reading this going, incredible wisdom. Wisdom. We want to be wise. We don't want to do anything that would be foolish and reckless. And I believe God throughout the pages of Scripture has showed us and shared with us, hey, walk in this manner. Love your neighbor. Do that which is most redemptive. And I says, as I said before, as I sit here, I love to see this room full of people. I love to see this room worshiping. I love to see people kneeling and praying. But right now, the wisest thing we can do is to tap the brakes and say, we're going we're gonna to love our neighbor. We're going to take care of elderly. We're going to do everything we can. But we don't want to put people in harm's way. Here's what we know. A worried, peop uh, a worried person will see a problem, but a concerned person is seeking healthy, wise solutions. A concern will become a worry when we fail to relate the situation that we're facing and the situation that confronts us with the source of our sufficiency. God is sufficient. Worry again is telling God, look at how big our problems are. Faith is telling your problems Look at how big my God is. Look at how faithful my God is. Look at how dependable my God is. Let me start to wrap this up. Worry and faith are not related, guys. Faith sees a threat. Worry imagines a threat. Faith will yell, watch out. Worry is constantly consumed with what if. We're told in Philippians 4, 4 through 9, please meditate on this text. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, and let your gentle spirit be made known to all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God who surpasses all comprehension and understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then we're told, brothers, sisters, family of God, whatever is pure, and whatever is honorable and right and holy and lovely and whatever things are of good report, let your mind, let your mind dwell on these things. The things you have learned from me, the things you have heard from me, even in the presence of others, the things that you've seen us practice here, I pray 
that you would realize it's because of the peace of God, Dustin, that dwells inside of us. Ronnie, it's the peace of God inside our hearts. Max Lakeda, again, one of my favorite writers, gave just an incredible acrostic when it came to uh, this passage here on being calm. And I would just say, hey, let's calm down. Let's calm down. The first thing he says, C-A-L-M-C, celebrate God's faithfulness. We're told in verse 4, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, your focus will determine your freedom. What you focus on is going to determine whether you walk in freedom or whether you walk in bondage. I invite you, rejoice in the Lord. Celebrate God's goodness. Celebrate God's faithfulness. Know that God is for you. The A, ask God for his help continually. Ask him for his help. And he tells us, let your request be made known to God. God, this is on my heart right now. 24-7, it doesn't matter where you're at. Throughout the day, you can stop and go, all right, Lord, I need wisdom here. Man, I'm telling you, we were praying that over uh, the last days. I mean, Barb and I and, and, and our two younger ones, Hannah and Caleb, we were out in Arizona. And they shut down spring training. And it was like, man, there's nothing going on here. We went to Sedona. We go up to the Grand Canyon. We're seeing the beauty of God. But then all of a sudden I got word, hey, you need to get out of here as soon as possible. We don't know what airlines are doing. We don't know if they're going to ground flights. We, we don't know what's happening. And with some of the compromised immune systems of my family, it was like, stop, don't panic, don't freak, just ask God for help. God, would you please let us get out of Arizona? Would you please let us get on the first flight tomorrow uh, back to Georgia? Would you please just guide us? Would you please protect us? Lord, I just need your help. I can't, I can't do this on my own. I, I have no clue how to make it work. And God allowed us to get back and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what kind of illness is going to hit me. But even my uncle, a guy that had such incredible influence in my life, I mean, they've called in hospice, and he's down in Noonan. And I was talking to his daughter yesterday. And, and, and as I walked through yesterday, and even today, I'm like, Lord, I'm just asking for help for my uncle. A big moose, Lord, I love him and his wife and his daughter and family. Hey, we can pray 24-7. Ask God for help. L. Leave your concerns at the foot of the cross. Oh, this is so huge. Do not be anxious about anything. God, I depend on you. I'm going to leave it with you. And a lot of times we make our request known, but we hold on to it. And God goes, let it go. Cast your cares on me. Come to me. If you're tired and wore out, I'll give you rest. M, meditate. Meditate on what's right, pure, holy. Let your mind meditate, be saturated with the word of God. I'm telling you, that is the biggest game changer in my life. So we're going to celebrate. We're going to ask. We're going to leave. And we're going to meditate. I read a quote the other day that said, the presence of worry is unavoidable, but the prison of worry is optional. We're going to be around a lot of crazy stuff right now. But we do not have to become slaves. Bam. Let me close you with this. Let me encourage you to consider a couple things. One, this is a great time to release and realize you are not in control. I'm not in control. 
I can't fix all this stuff. I can't solve all this stuff. But I serve a God who says, no, no, come to me. Come to me. And again, this devastation is real. It, it is it's hindering and, and it, it is blowing our minds right now. What, what does this look like? People are worrying about their money, about their jobs, about keeping their houses. Hey, we are. Uh, uh, we're not worried about it, but we're just praying, God, help our people stay faithful and consistent. I mean, I mean, we know that it's a tough time, but we're not in control. We, we can't control it. And the other thing I would encourage you with, I mean, you've got a lot of free time right now. Hey, the good thing is NCAA, not playing. MOB, not playing. NHL, not playing. NASCAR, not running. PGA, no. You've got all this free time. This is a great time to dive deeper into the word, dive deeper into prayer, dive deeper into establishing inside your home right now, prayer time with everyone, encouraging, hey, let's sit around and let's dialogue about the things of God. We invite you, and Dustin will talk more about this in close, but we invite you to be a part of our 21-day prayer challenge that we're doing. Man, it is such a great time. Uh, for our people to press in together and to really seek the heart of God. God put this on our heart about four weeks ago. Hey, I want you guys to start on March 16th. Uh, 16th, I want you to start in an intentional, intense time of just pressing into me as a body of prayer. And then, bam, this happens. And God goes, I've already prepped you that collectively as a body, y'all need to be praying, you need to be encouraging, you need to be reaching out. Hey, let's pray. And I... I'm so glad that we were able to uh, have a little fellowship here tonight, uh, and, and maybe it's the morning, whenever you're watching this, but I'm so thankful we could fellowship a little bit, even at a distance. I was thinking about this before I pray. Man, I remember when there was no fax machines. I remember when the phone was uh, hooked to the wall. I remember before technology like this existed. And so a lot of people are going, why can't we get together? And I'm like, man, praise God for the technology that we have to be able to support and encourage each other. Oh, we're living at a great time to extend the good news of the gospel. Let's do it together. Father, thank you just for uh, being with us, being for us, and loving us the way you do. And so I pray for every guy and gal Every man and woman that is sitting there, Father, uh, listening to your truths, I pray that the Holy Spirit would be so powerful and so present right now in every person's life. I pray that we would get on our faces and get on our knees and cry out to you like we've never done before. Lord, we realize oftentimes in the midst of crisis, it's where people realize they're deficient. And they don't have what it takes to, uh, to, to make it work. And, 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 and at times like this, many people have truly repented and pressed into you for the very first time. Some have drifted and they're going, what, what do I do? This makes no sense. And for some, this is going to be a time for that prodigal to come back and say, Father, please, I'm sorry I've walked away from you, but I've got to get your wisdom and your help. Lord, I pray that revival in the name of Jesus, which spread across Loganville, across Walton and Gwinnett, across the state of Georgia, across this nation, and across this world. With this pandemic going on, I pray again that people, the, the people of God, the ones who are called by your name, would humble themselves and pray and seek your face. And you said you would provide healing to our land. 
So we press into you and we thank you. Grow us up in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys, we miss you so much. Uh, we wish that we were able to do Wednesday at the Cross live, but unfortunately, we are online once again. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, what I would like to encourage you to do, like Tim was mentioning, the 21 days of prayer, uh, we would love for you to join us in that. Every day we are posting updates on our Facebook page. Um, we're sending out updates. You can download the Bible app, uh, Uversion Bible app. You can go to Bible.com, set up your own account. We would love for you to join us in this 21 days of prayer that started on Monday. And jump right in with us, and we would like for you to be able to share your thoughts with us as well on what God has been doing in your life through prayer uh, over the next couple of weeks. Thank you guys for joining us and looking forward to hanging out online on Sunday as well.